Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 32 of Process to Profitability. Today, I am talking with Deneen TB all about using LinkedIn to create connection and establish expertise. She has some great information to share about the LinkedIn platform and why we shouldn't be scared of it um, as creatives. And she goes over some really good tips about creating a profile that people are going to be able to find, uh, connecting with your dream clients online, She also talks about the expertise of building connections and getting into groups to really get your name out there. And then she talks about how we can use our LinkedIn profile to establish our expertise. We talk about a ton of stuff that's going to help you get started on this platform if you're not there already. And I would encourage you to go and check out her LinkedIn profile if you're looking for a great example of all of the things that she's going over so that you can start using LinkedIn. Um, One of her recommendations that I totally agree with is to pick just a couple of social media profiles to concentrate on. And if you are not using LinkedIn currently, I would recommend giving it a try and seeing if there are people there that you're not going to find on other platforms that could still be your dream clients and that you could build connections with. Deneen TB is a motivational keynote speaker and trainer, relieving the guilt from faith-based businesswomen by linking faith and business. Her organization is called Grow From Your Overflow, and she's a development strategist that connects you to professional, personal, and spiritual growth opportunities through speaking, workshops, online courses, plus one-on-one consulting and coaching. Some of her areas of expertise include developing goals, writing action steps, and time management, as well as personal areas such as developing new habits, procrastination, and presentation skills. She weaves everything she does with faith and has created a personalized faith plan for your success in faith and business. Her background in education mixed with her experience in drama give her a unique speaking style that is truly a hands-on experience. By linking all of it to her faith, she has combined all the best parts of her life to give back and serve others. So I hope you enjoy this episode and that it makes using LinkedIn just a little bit less scary. Hi, Deneen. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me here today. Um, I wanted to just introduce me with my last name because I know people stumble over it and I don't want you to have that problem. So <laughs> it is Deneen Troop Buitrago, um, a little bit of French, a little bit of Spanish. All right. Well, thank you for that. I am always worried about mispronouncing. So that way everyone will know the correct way. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So today we're going to be talking about using LinkedIn, but I'd love to start with having you tell us a little bit about who you are, um, where you're from, and what you do. Well, 
it's kind of a long story. As people can see from my bio, my hair is white, so I've lots of wisdom, I always say. And so I started out life as an educator, as a teacher, and um, moved into homeschooling my own children, and then um, during that time, becoming a business owner. Now, when you're teaching and you're getting paid for teaching, I don't really think I thought of it as a business, but um, I was making some good money. And um, I did it in all kinds of places as well. Um, I grew up outside of Philadelphia and um, went to school in Boston. Um, then I moved to South America. That's where I got the Spanish name from, <laughs> um, from my husband. And uh, then hopped around the United States a little bit until we landed here in the metro Detroit area. Um, and so since um, I lived out in Chicago, I've been independent with my business and it was teaching Spanish because I do speak Spanish. And, um, and what was really great is that I didn't realize it was a business, but then I went into direct sales, which I know a lot of women tend to do as like their side hustle while they're having their children and want to stay home and all of those things. But I found that I got a real business education by being in direct sales. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I'm, one uh -huh. of those, I'm one of those people that I'm a continual learner. And so when I jump into something, I really, um, really want to learn everything about it. So I always say I probably have like an MBA from all of the books that I've read <laughs> and all of the lectures and conferences that I've attended. Um, and so through that, um, it was kind of a selfish thing. I'll tell, I'll, I'll be honest. It was a selfish thing. I was in direct sales and um, I was in a, a Christian company. And so I was selling products that were geared towards women who, for their home, for hospitality, for decorating and things like that. And um, I was like tired of, of having all the women have to like call their husbands and say, can I spend $40 when I was giving a party? So I said, <laughs> I said, what can I do? Who can just open up their own purses and make these decisions for themselves? And I said, wow, business women, they're the women that I should be going after. So selfishly, and I knew, I know now that it wasn't, it was all in a plan, right? So selfishly, I said, I'm going to find these business women. And I began looking around at what I could do. One, I had already been doing the networking part and it had tripled my business. And so I said, well, maybe I could start one of these things. And so um, I began to connect with other Christian business women and really finding out their heart. And I realized that I really liked women, um, that I really loved their minds. I loved the way they supported and encouraged one another and how we really can hone in on helping one another with ideas for our business. So that, so I realized that it was a process of the direct sales into the networking group. So I've had the networking group for, um, we're in our fifth year, I think right now. And I really um, love just masterminding with these women and really um, just having a place where we can like let down our hair, so to speak, and be authentic in front of one another and um, understand the struggles that we have as um, Christian women in business or entrepreneurs. And so that's why I'm really uh, sitting right now. And in that process, um, now speaking, um, giving workshops, I'm a perpetual teacher. So now I'm teaching adults. <laughs> um, so um, doing workshops and, and moving into retreats. And so um, I just love how 
God is just unfolding this in front of me. I say I'm in that second half century of my life and God is just opening doors for me that really are my wildest dreams. And the reason that I can help people so much on the social media side, which is where I do a lot of the workshops, um, is that my daughters turned 13 when Facebook came out. And so mom had to learn it to make sure that everybody was safe and all of those things. So as I've gradually walked through that with my daughters over the last what, 10 years or 12 years that Facebook has been out and really embraced the other social media platforms through knowing that that's where I was going to expand my business and do the things that I was supposed to do. Um, I really love LinkedIn and that's what we're going to talk about today because it, I can reach the gamut of women who are younger, like my own daughters, into women who are my age who are trying to do their business because I've found that even though millennials like grew up and it's native to them to be on social media, they're not quite sure how to do that in a professional way on LinkedIn and then, of course, people that are older on LinkedIn and have to come the other direction and go, I don't even want to be on Facebook and help them understand that LinkedIn is a different kind of platform and that it can really help their business. So, I, like I said, I've grown into this and just stepped little by little into all of it. Um, <laughs> I guess I've had some missteps along the way. Um, you know, I tried Pinterest and realized that I don't like it. <laughs> um, I've tried. Uh, I've tried Twitter. I'm kind of on it. I'm not so good. But then again, um, that's what the beauty of all. I even tried Periscope. I, I did that. So I like, I'm liking <laughs> liking Facebook Live right now. But I I I think that we have to experiment, and I think that it's not. You can't be afraid to try different things, and that's what I hope I can bring to the table to the women that I'm serving now. That that. Yes, you can do this, and we can figure out a way for you to do this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's that entrepreneurial spirit that I never realized was part of my whole makeup from the beginning. So that's that's a little bit. I guess it's not a whole lot of background, but um, I think it's being brave and being bold and just being willing to take that next step into the thing that might be scary for you. And for a lot of people, I know that are my age, which is the end of the boomers, I'm like the last year, <laughs> um, that it's, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, you can do this. And if you've been using social media your whole life, yes, you can do this for your business. And that's why, I, that's why I'm so happy that we're going to talk about LinkedIn today out of all of the things that we're doing, because I love the, the platform that you've given to be able to really understand each of the aspects of your business. So, yeah, I love that you mentioned that you have tried pretty much everything and you found what works for you, where you can connect with the people that you're working with and um, really where you feel like you're being able to put your best foot forward. I think we feel like we have to be everywhere. And so we don't do a good job of, at being anywhere. That's, that's totally true. And um, my experience has been that, you know, choose one platform and get really comfortable with that one and then add a couple more. I'm always saying that when we're networking, we should choose three networking groups. Well, on social media, you should probably figure out 
who that ideal client is for you and where where they're hanging out and be on those three platforms. My three platforms right now are Instagram. That's how I found you. And, <laughs> um, and um, Facebook, where I'm doing the Facebook lives. And then LinkedIn, where I'm finding and connecting with not only my ideal clients, but influencers in my, in my realm as well. So they all work together in combination. But like you said, you have to be able to do them well, or you might as well not show up. Yeah. And I think LinkedIn is a, is a funny one for a lot of small business owners because we see it as a place where you find a job and employment instead of a place where you can connect with people who actually might want to hire you or learn from you. Well, I think that that was the first um, usage of LinkedIn. And I think as anything, um, once someone like small business owners or entrepreneurs understand the power of it, we kind of encroach into it and <laughs> we kind of take it over. And I think, yes, it can be a place for finding a job. It can be a place for doing that kind of, um, you know, resume type thing, but it is so much more. And um, hopefully we're going to talk, we'll talk about that today. Yeah. So I'd love to have you tell us how listeners can create a LinkedIn profile that people can actually find when they're on the platform. Okay. Well, this is one of the things that I've been really helping people to understand because LinkedIn is the most powerful search engine of all our social media search engines. So um, everything in your profile is SEO kind of qualified, which means that you need to use a lot of keywords. So don't think about the keywords for your industry and don't think about, you know, I always call that industry speak, right? So don't think <laughs> about those words. Think about the words that people use when they Google, if they want something. And so I always say, um, please, please, please have a decent photo. It doesn't have to be the professional photo that, you know, the, you paid $400 to go have a session for. But it needs to be a plain background. It can't be you with your significant other and you've cut that person out. <laughs> it, can't, mm -hmm. it can't be your, um, your whole body. It needs to be that really that headshot, so to speak. And it needs to look like you, especially for women. I find that they want to do the glamour shots, but on LinkedIn, we want to see the person that we're going to meet and we don't want it to be so different or so old or so, you know, whatever, you know, that, that it doesn't, they meet you and they're like, oh, that's who you are. So that's really important. Um, there's also a banner behind your profile that it looks like a, a, a star chart if you're not putting anything in there, but it's a really great space for you to put down your logo or to put something that really brands you. And I know you understand branding. So that's a really significant place. So underneath your name is a great space, a great piece of real estate that a lot of people just put their company or they put their position. I want you to think about that Google and I want you to use that space for uh, as many characters. I can't remember how many characters. I think it's 160 characters there. But use that space to tell people what you do for them, what 
they can find you for. So mine says something like motivational speaker and trainer, relieving the guilt from faith-based Christian business women while helping them connect their faith and business. And the reason I say all of that is because if someone's Googling speaker, I come up. If someone's Googling trainer, I can come up. If someone's Googling Christian, faith-based, I come up. So those, those search, that search box is really important. And that's your prime real estate. Because when you fill in your actual, all the little ticks and, and spaces, your company does come up under that. Um, your position comes up under that. And it's just an automatic thing. So a lot of people are, I find them being really redundant. And so they're going there. <laughs> so now let me talk about what the bio looks like. Um, you know, we're a scanning uh, read and scan kind of generation. I mean, yep. we all do it. And I have, I will not read a whole big block of text. So above the fold, before you click the see more, you have about two lines there in your bio. And I always say, put something in there that is so intriguing that it makes them want to click to find out the rest of what you're saying. After you say that very quickly, I want you to use a lot of white space. And if no one understands what white space is, it means I don't want to see a whole paragraph. I want to see lots of bullet points. I want to see lots of ways that you can come down and just scan the page to find the information out. So if you go to mine, you'll see that it's a lot of bullet points. It has definitely where you can find me in other places. Because even though I'm on LinkedIn, one of my goals is to have some people, have everyone go to my website. So that's the first thing you see is how to get to me through my website. So every place that you can find me. And then I just have my areas of expertise. And because I do the workshops and that's how I get my people to come into my uh, group or into my tribe, so to speak, um, I have those out and they're just, here's the spiritual ones. Here are the professional ones. Here are the personal ones. So I'm giving that snapshot. The other thing I liked about I like about LinkedIn is they give you space to do media. And I think people are not utilizing this well. I have testimonials there. That's something you can use because you're really trying to create that know, like, and trust factor. And so if you have the most things of where you've been and how you've been, and you can link that to wherever you have already been. Um, it's so beneficial there. So I think that... Don't just rely on the fact that LinkedIn saying you're an all-star with that little ball and you filled it up. Make sure that you're really looking at the words that you're using and how people are trying to find you already. Think about how you're using Google and use that in the search. You can use that in the search engine as well. That makes a lot of sense. And I think we have to you like we do the same thing on our website. We create those keywords and we're just sort of putting that on this as well so that people can find us here. Exactly. Because I think a lot of times when you think about it in the way that it first came out, when you're saying looking for a job, people thought it was just an online resume. It's so much more than that now. It's really a, like an electronic Rolodex of you having all of these connections and people can find you for the things that they need and that you, the problems that you're solving. So think about that when you're really putting together your bio. All right. So I notice when I look at LinkedIn that they have like a premium version 
is that something we need or can we all stick with the free version um, for what we're trying to do? You can stick with the free version for what <laughs> you're trying to do. Um, and you, I have found now that um, the premium version I may go to just because I'm meeting people that I'm talking to, I'm connecting with, that we don't have any connections. But I'll tell you about the free one and how that, <laughs> how you can go to that. Um, the free version allows you to connect with people that you know, um, and it suggests people that you may know. Um, but what you're really looking for when you want to reach out to a, in, enlarge in that circle, because LinkedIn really, it kind of, it kind of like gives you a bonus. The more people that you're connected with, um, uh, being above 500 is great. At least 700 is better. And then moving up from there. Um, the, what you're looking for all the time is who are your second connections? And it will say the, the actual number second next to it. These second connections are people that um, know people that you know. And when you are trying to connect with them, um, I used to say, I used to say, oh, ask the person that, you know, you have mutually as a friend or mutually mutual connection, ask them to introduce you. Well, no, everyone is too B-U-S-Y, right? Everyone's <laughs> too busy, that bad four-letter word. Um, and so what I've done now, and the etiquette of it has worked well for me, is that, and I actually did this actually this morning, um, I uh, go into the search engine and I go up to the top of the search bar and I say, okay, I'm looking for, and for me, I'm looking for Christian businesswomen. So if you have Christian faith um, in your you in your bio somewhere, even if it's way down at the bottom in your interests or whatever, it should come up. And so um, I put in Christian business women in Metro Detroit. And so I found somebody actually in Los Angeles that I'm connected with people in Metro Detroit. And so instead of just hitting that connect button where it gives you a generic, hey, let's connect on LinkedIn, what, I, what is a better etiquette is to go to their actual um, their actual profile, hit the connect button, and it gives you an option of sending a message and to please send the message. Say, hi, I think, hi, Susan, and say, I see that we have so-and-so in common. Um, I would, uh, I've connected with you because such and such. And then, you know, let's, let's be connected here on LinkedIn. Um, don't tell them why you want to connect with them, except for the fact that what they are doing, you would like to know more about or things like that. Um, just like when you're trying to make a sale, you don't want to just bombard someone with, Hey, I think we should collaborate. Hey, I think we should <laughs> do this or this, you know, so start to build the relationship, invite them to look at what you're doing, um, things like that. Um, and use that, that connect button, but not in a way that is just to say, yes, let's be linked. And I know people will do that all the time to me. Um, and I always usually try to send a note back saying, yes, I'd love to connect with you. Well, how do I know you? Have we met? Or what, what's your interest? Um, and it's just so that we can really build a relationship and not just try to get as many connections as, as, we, as we think we need. It's like, it's like trying to get followers and they're not really good leads. They're not good prospects for what you're trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that 
it reminds me back when everybody wanted to have a million friends on Facebook. And so you'd just be friends with everybody. Yeah. And now everyone goes through and like deletes people that they're like, I don't actually know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you can go once you're in the, once you're in the platform, um, that my network tab, you can go there every day and really explore who they're suggesting for you based on what you've been doing. Again, go look at their profile and connect with them through their profile, not just by clicking on invite all or, or whatever. Um, and it really, um, it really, I have found become um, my standard. And then if it's someone like an influencer or someone that I want to know their story a little bit more, I just ask them um, through messaging later on, if I can just have a 20 minute phone conversation with them. And I, I have, it's opened so many opportunities for me that I wasn't even expecting um, because of my platform of connecting faith and business. Of course, I reach out to the faith community and um, it's something that's very needed right now in the entrepreneurial circles with faith-based people. So they are so excited. Um, just for an example, I was speaking to a college professor the other day and she was saying that, oh, I think I, you need to come in and talk to our organizer for our, our college that what we offer because really the business people that are at our, our place, our college, because it's a faith-based college, they need to know how to show up in their marketplace really being what I call whole, holy, and authentic. Mm -hmm. So it can open all kinds of opportunities um, and you, you don't know until you reach out to those people. If you're ready to improve your website today, get my free five website updates to get legit guide by going to lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. All right. So do you have other etiquette tips for connecting with people or with, for following up and really building those relationships? Well, the, like I said, uh, always do always go in there with a message that when you hit the connect button, not the in-mail, if you, and this happened the other night at a, um, at one of my workshops, they kept saying, I can't do the in-mail. I can't do the in-mail. That's a, that's a paid version. But if you hit the connect button, that's right next to it, you will get the option to, to send a note and not just connect. So don't be afraid to click it. Um, <laughs> um, one of the other things is, um, when you are is, is joining groups and having um, and having that etiquette when you join a group, and it's not about joining a group. So if you're a writer, don't join just writers groups. If you're, <clears throat> excuse me, a business coach, don't do a coaching one. Go find people. Go find places that are of your interest. And when you go into the group, or even on your in your own day to day posting. Um, don't just go in there and post all your stuff and then leave. Really start to develop the relationships within the group by and on your own feed by genuinely commenting on what others are posting and putting your um, 
your spin on it, your expertise on it by genuinely helping and serving others. That's going to get you noticed. Um, I think it's Seth Godin that says in Lynchpin, um, be, um, be indispensable, be that person, right? And, and John Maxwell says, be the most helpful person in the room. So mm-hmm. it's just no matter where you are, whatever room you're in, whether you're physically networking eye to eye or you're in this online space, always remember to be that person so that you are conducting your business and showing up in the way that you want to show up that gets people to notice you, but in a genuine way. It sounds very similar to, I think, what a lot of people encourage in Facebook groups is be, don't just come in there and spam us with what you're doing, but be helpful, you know, comment on other people's posts, you know, be, if you want to be known in those groups, you do it by, you know, sharing your expertise, by answering questions and by just being present. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm, I'm glad I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that it's, that it's rubbed off from LinkedIn. I don't know, because I felt like I've always, it's always been more professional on LinkedIn. And now going over into Facebook, I think people are looking for that level of professionalism. I think we're all tired of the, the gossipy stuff. We're all tired of just the people just kind of doing that vomiting all over us mm-hmm. all the time <laughs> of how great they are and not being authentic. And I think in business, we're looking for that now more than ever is that people are showing up being really, really who they are instead of just putting that persona out there. Yeah. And it's, it's a balance. I think we all have to learn between being professional and being authentic. Definitely. Definitely. So how can we use our LinkedIn profile to help us establish our expertise, especially with the people we're trying to connect with? Well, I definitely have to say the first thing is you need to show up there. (laughs) Um, A lot of times, uh, and I was guilty of this, I was doing LinkedIn once a week. That's not, you can't do that. If you're going to go in and use this as a major way of connecting with people, you have to go in every single day. And um, you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. Um, I have my, what I call my editorial calendar. And in my editorial calendar, I brainstorm and strategize about what, how I'm going to show up. And I do it a month, two months in advance. And that's in all of my social media platforms. So you have to decide, are you going to do, and these are probably very cliche, but are you going to do tip Tuesday, motivational Monday? What are you going to do every day that you're in there? Personally, I do a blog every week. So the blog is one of my days on LinkedIn. Um, I go in and do different things each day. Today's Wednesday and I do wise woman Wednesday. So I will do the wise woman quote and those types of things. So you have to show up every day. You have to spend some time there. It can be, I always like to break things down into 15 minute uh, spots. So sometimes it's one 15 minutes for the day. Sometimes it's two, depending on what I'm doing for the day. Um, And you really have to use the engagement to really kind of highlight your expertise, find those places where you can give value in what you are trying to, in what your business does. Um, 
I'm going to give you some statistics. And the reason I'm going to give you some statistics is because, well, one, I, I love statistics. <laughs> and two, um, I just used these yesterday in my blog, which was so funny um, that I was talking about statistics for nurturing. And it, said, and it was for sales. And I was, it says that there's a 451% increase in this article, um, increase in qualified leads just by nurturing prospects. So if you're in a group or you want, or your people that you've connected with in your, uh, for your feed, um, if they're your prospects, just by nurturing and showing who you are can lead to that 451% increase. Now, I also did a statistic that the top salespeople spend six hours a week on LinkedIn. Wow. Six hours. So, so here we are. Do you know what to do for six hours? <laughs> you know, are you, because once you get your editorial calendar up, that, that posting is going to be really quick. So it is in that engagement part and looking for new leads and new connections and new groups to belong to. And it says that belonging to those groups you have a 70% better chance of getting an actual appointment when you're in those groups. So I think those statistics really speak for themselves. If this is a platform where you think you can really reach out to show and shine who you are, that you can use this to really find um, who you're looking for because it's not as noisy over at LinkedIn as it is, for example, on Facebook. And, mm -hmm. Pinterest. and Pinterest. <laughs> That's definitely true because I think a lot of people in our space are connecting um, on those other social media platforms. So this is, in some ways, it's not as popular. It's unmined for the creative industry. Oh, definitely. Because you can put out so many things. And, and the, the creative industry, we're already putting out so much content with our blog. We're putting out content with you know wanting to know uh, and surveying people and, and throwing out questions and and we really do interactive types of things and that's allowed on LinkedIn and that is encouraged over there I think because people don't want to just see oh there's what they're doing they want to engage with you so mm -hmm. if, if you can use that um, that creative part of you to really draw people in um, it, you're going to do very well over on LinkedIn. Are there any um, either professions or, you know, people that you think would not benefit as much from LinkedIn? Like who should be on it and who could probably be better served elsewhere? You know, I, I totally believe in this platform because more and more people are, are using it. Um, I think we need to make connections and we need to have those connections all around the world today. We can't just be in our local bubble, which is great. You can find local people here, just like you can use Instagram hashtags to find local people. You can find those on LinkedIn. But I think in the broader sense, if you know that in your business that you can utilize a more global or even national or global um, audience, then LinkedIn is a place for you. I don't know if I could say, for sure that, oh, if you're a photographer, it would not be good. Because I love the fact that a photography, you know, that feed in LinkedIn is so big. It used to be your bio was big and now the bio's over on the side. And you have this like, again, prime real estate in the feed because it's so big. 
and I, and I tell people, you know, you, we still use pictures over there. It's not like it's all this text. <laughs> and so I know that creative things like photography and, and writing and, and, and even crafts and things like that, people are still looking in the feed for, for photographs, for really like, like, you know, I, like we always say on Instagram, you want to create that online magazine. It is even bigger than Instagram because as far as the picture, because it's on, you can use it on your computer. So I don't know if there's really an industry that could not benefit from LinkedIn. So it's probably about figuring out if that's where your ideal clients are. And if that's, it's worth putting your time in there, um, to maybe reach people that are your ideal clients, but that aren't going to find you somebody somewhere else. Exactly. And so, you know, right now the statistics are that the majority of people that are on LinkedIn are in that 45 to 60 range. However, close behind it, like, I mean, like two percentage points (laughs) are like the 35 to 45. So, um, and then again, my daughters are in their twenties and I'm, telling them you need to go over onto LinkedIn because they're starting their careers and they need people to see them. And yes, they're on YouTube and yes, they are in Instagram and yes, they've been blogging and those things for a long time, but now they're entering that professional realm and they need to people to know what they're doing and know where else to go and see what they have been doing because they're both creatives. They're both in graphic design and, and, uh, videography. So (laughs) I'm telling them to go on LinkedIn (laughs) and have those people have those people that they want to work for. They want to connect with, they want to collaborate with professionally. That's where they need to go and find them. Right. And I think it also contributes to, you know, they say that somebody has to see your offer seven times before they're going to buy. It's building that expertise that trust because they're seeing you in different places you know sharing a little bit different things and engaging um, differently because some of the people that are maybe going to hire somebody like a wedding professional aren't going to be in a Facebook group with them but they could find them on LinkedIn exactly exactly I I can give an example of I gave a, a, a LinkedIn class to a group of Christian women speakers. And one of the women had been speaking for about 20 years at different retreats and things like that. She had a book and she looked at me and she goes, I don't think anybody I need is on LinkedIn. And I'm like, no, really? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like the person who wants to hire you as a speaker, just because you have a connection with a church or with an organization, they're always having new people coming in, new people that that are, um, might not know who you are, that are now in charge of finding speakers. And if you're not there, you cannot rely on that relationship that you cultivated. That person can retire, that person Mm -hmm. can. So there's a lot of things that um, people think that, you know, I've been doing it this way for so long and it's worked for me and not realize how powerful this platform can be for finding bigger, finding better, finding more. Yeah. And I think it probably does bring in different people than we're used to reaching. And so you do expose yourself to a, you know, a broader audience of people Mm -hmm. that can really, you can serve and that you can learn from as well. 
Exactly. Because it's just like anything. If, if you're only within your own peer group, um, how much, how much visibility are you going to get only within your peer group? If you only show up on Tumblr, you know what you're going to get, you know, right. you're, you're not going to get the audience that can, you know, one, give you more money <laughs> to um, mentor you or be a sponsor for you and get you to that next level in your business. You've got to reach out to people from all over, all ages, all levels. All right. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to share or any other tips that you have? You know, I think, right. I think I've been talking a lot. (laughs) I think if people have questions that they can connect with me and I would be glad, but I, I think for what we've been doing today, I think I've covered a lot of great information and I'm kind of excited to do my next workshop. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think this is great to help people get started and to just get over the fear that this is not a platform that's going to work, but Mm -hmm. it's really similar to the things you're doing on other places. You're just doing it in a new place. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it can be fun and you can find, um, Oh, I know I never connect with anyone who doesn't have a picture. Even if I know them in person, um, I send them a message and say, you know, I can help you with that LinkedIn (laughs) bio. But everybody's like, why don't you connect with them? I'm like, because they're not being serious on LinkedIn if they can't even put their own photograph up there. (laughs) So I want to connect with serious people. So I guess that might be a little tip. (laughs) That's a good one. Everybody should have their picture on all their profiles, on their website, like, Just put your picture up there. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. So I'd love to know a little bit about how serving your clients um, and your customers and maybe the people you mentor well has been important in your business. Well, like like I've said before, that it's really in nurturing those relationships that you have because you know that you can get repeat business from some customers, but we're always in clients and we, but we're always looking for new ones. And I think that being able to have a customer base and really serve them and ask them for referrals. I, you know, I think a lot of times we're afraid to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and because you're serving them, you um, are really um, helping them to advance their business in some way by what you do or giving them a product that they love, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have found that I'm learning so much by reaching out to influencers. Um, this might not be, <clears throat> Oh my gosh, I don't know why that's happening. This might not be, um, you know, I think the best way for me to serve my clients and customers, better said, best way for me to serve my clients and customers is to really keep learning, keep understanding um, things that help me, and then I can push it out to them. Um, so I've been, like I said, connecting with a lot of influencers and understanding where they're showing up, what conferences they go to, what conferences they speak at, um, and really helping to really reach out to people um, so I can learn more so I can bring more to the table. So when I offer a workshop, I offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or the network group, and even the educational pieces that I show in the network group, 
um, because I'm always a teacher, <laughs> um, that um, I'm always bringing something new to the table to help them in some way in their business, whether it's a, a tip on LinkedIn or a tip for better networking or something they can do for their faith life to help them connect that faith to their business. So mm-hmm. that's what I think is what I do is I'm continually learning. Yeah. And I, I love learning. I'm, you know, always taking classes or just trying to find ways to improve the way that I can serve people by educating myself um, so that I'm the most up to date and I have the most information that I can. Definitely. That I think that's a great quality. It's probably one of your strengths. It's one of mine. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a, that's an awesome, that awesome position to be in. And it's great for the people that you serve because they know they're always getting the best that you can bring to the table. Yeah. So let's um, wrap up with a couple questions. Tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Okay. So I uh, love the fact that in my business, I just actually launched a new program and it's in beta mode. So I've got um, five people that five women that I'm starting at the end of the month with this program. It's called the Calling Clarity Course. Um, in education, I really sat in that personality style type of thing, and I love learning about strengths and about my values and all of the things that make you you. And um, I've just pulled together all of these different things and um, have launched the course that is the first step into the ultimate vision of getaway faith business retreats for women. And so this is my first step. And so we'll be taking an eight-week course um, with the women, starting with a a big day workshop and going eight weeks virtually and then ending with a weekend retreat. And so I'm really excited (laughs) to to start this and go through the steps with them. Um, the other big thing that's happening right now is it's, it is business, but it's also personal. Um, I am completing a book. It's in the edit uh, stages right now, and hopefully will be out by Christmas. And what it is, I haven't titled it yet. In fact, <laughs> I'm ha- having a brainstorm with a friend this afternoon to see if we can uh, come up with a title. But the subtitle is about equipping uh, Christian, ba- Christian uh, business women to understand how God has equipped them to show up as whole, holy, and authentic in their marketplace. Um, and I'm doing a, a profile of 12 business women from the Bible, and it's really going to be that guidebook so that they'll have exercises in the book that will help you look at how you're showing up in your business because each woman teaches a different principle. And so I'm really excited to be in the edit stage and to be getting it to the publisher by October so it can be out by December. So (laughs) that sounds amazing. I would that, you know, like I think as Christians, we feel like the women in the Bible don't like we, I don't think of them as being business women, but I'd love to, you know, see the lessons we can glean there. Oh my word. This has been such a download from God, such an inspiration to myself of the way I'm looking at these women, I've never looked at them this way before. And it's, uh, uh, it is, it's so much fun. (laughs) It's so much fun from Martha to Eve to, um, Lydia, uh, and 
in Rahab. So those are the women in the Bible that I'm using and they each have a principle to teach us. And uh, I love it. I just absolutely love it. Um, been giving excerpts online to a special group of women and uh, growing my following, <laughs> which is awesome too. <laughs> All right. So I know your book is coming out, you said, hopefully in December. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you're excited for that's coming up in the future? Yes, I do. Um, I have been asked to speak at a local uh, writers conference for the Detroit Writers Association, and it's coming up in September. And what I'm actually doing is I'm doing a breakout about how to um, really grow your audience for your book, whether it's coming out like mine is, or if it's already out and how to grow that even more. You know, the publishing industry is really different today than it was when I started to try and be a children's writer. That mm-hmm. was, that was another lifetime ago. <laughs> um, and now it's very different. And now if you, even if you want to have an agent, if you want to go to a publishing house, if you want to self-publish, you really need to grow your, your audience beforehand so that it becomes that, Amazon bestseller or whatever it is that your goal is. And so I'm really, the the things I'm doing now, such as reaching out to podcasts, (laughs) reaching out to influencers, um, connecting through all social media and those types of things, I'm actually going to be um, being able to pour that into the um, writers that will be at this conference. So I'm really excited about that, Um, learning a lot, even for myself as I go through this process, even about having that opt-in on your author's page so that you can get people on your email list. So it's not just about, um, I hope they show up to my group. (laughs) It's you can actually get some emails, which is the most important thing in business is your email list. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We should say that every episode. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So where can people find you online? Um, Obviously you're on LinkedIn, but where else can they find you? Okay, so my website is my biggest thing, growfromyouroverflow.com. And the reason for the name is that I believe you need to fill up on those good things so you overflow in your life in a good way. So growfromyouroverflow.com. And, you know, I was looking at, at your things on Instagram, and I'm like, yeah, don't look at my website. I need her to revamp it. <laughs> it needs an update, but I've been totally tunnel-focused on the book, so that's the next project which is another business tip that people should know is don't try to do everything all at the same time, right? Yep. <laughs> and um, I'm on LinkedIn as my name, Janine Truffley-Prago, um, but on Instagram and Facebook, it's also Grow From Your Overflow. Um, you can find me personally on Instagram at Janine T. Green, which is that B-U-I. Um, but if you want to follow me with Grow From Your Overflow, you can go there. Um, I will admit I am just now starting stories on Instagram, so I'm a novice with that. Um, I was resisting it, and I don't know why, but I'm trying to figure that out. So if anybody has any tips on how I can make my story better and how I could show more of myself instead of just my great advice on my Instagram account, I would appreciate that. But Instagram, Facebook, website, Grow From Your Overflow, LinkedIn, Janine Truthfully All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this information. And I will link to everything that we talked about um, in the show notes so that people can check it out and they can 
take a look at your profile for an example of, you know, how they can include all of those keywords in a way that makes a lot of sense and is easy to read. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I loved um, just chatting with you today. Um, and I just am loving this podcast space and your process accessibility is one of the best. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.